Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Passion and Purpose again today. Man, I love doing this. This has just been such a joy. And part of the joy is I get to pull in friends and talk about Jesus and talk about what God's doing. And I had the privilege today of being with Andrew Zanaco here at Antioch Indy, spending the weekend with you guys. Here in the promised land. Always a joy. Yes, (laughs) the promised land. Uh, Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, God has done so many great things in this city, and it's yes. just a great hour to be here. Oh. Um, but hey, I want to just jump right into it uh, today because, um, you know, what I've loved about watching your life, Andrew, is that you've apprehended your 20s for all it's worth, right? And people in their 20s are making decisions that are huge, right, for their future. Yeah. And uh, anybody listening to this podcast, whatever their vocation is, their 20s are the make or break, right? Right. I know that you have a real heart for that. Yeah. So kind of just take us into your journey in your 20s. Give us a little landscape. Great. Uh, came to Baylor, kind of fast forward us through your yeah. 20s. And then let's talk about specific things you think were key so that uh, you know where you are today was really determined by what you did in your 20s. So yeah. give, us a little, give us a little background. Yeah, okay, great, great question. So came to Baylor, uh, Great family, Christian background, the whole deal, but never connected the dot of really walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the first Wednesday night, I'm a freshman at Baylor. Somebody takes me to Antioch. I have an encounter with God like I never had before. Get absolutely rocked mm. and woke up the next morning and did nothing with it. So in and out of life group, some guy tried to, Matt Armstrong tried to disciple me. And mm-hmm. I basically would show up every three or four weeks mm-hmm. and be like, basically, yeah, here's my sin. I'm not that worried about it. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, Lord. So that was pretty much my freshman year. Sure. And then, uh, at the very, towards the end of my freshman year. So right around my 20th birthday, somewhere right around there. Um, just kind of wake up one morning and just had that morning where I was like, you know what? This is a joke. This life I'm living is a joke. It's going, mm-hmm. everything's fine but I am dead on the inside. And I just knew it. I didn't need anybody to tell me. So I was like, well, okay, time to make a choice. What are you going to do? You're going to just continue life this way and play it out. And Mm. this is how it's going to go. Or are you actually going to give your life to Jesus? Mm. Actually give it over and see if he can do anything with it. Great. So I was like, well, I guess I'll give my life to Jesus and see what happens. Mm. So it was really like a switch moment i mean pretty much was immediately really hungry for god didn't know what i was doing but jumped right into life group was immediately the weirdo and life group sweating Mm. after worship and breathing hard and Mm. didn't know what i was doing but trying to spend time with god still struggling you know all that stuff so the next four months god really turns my life upside down tears away everything i thought i knew and loved and Mm. but i fell in love with jesus Mm. along the way so came back from my sophomore year of college just kind of a a hurricane Mm. (laughs) for God, passionate Mm. and messy and causing issues. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All out there. (laughs) Whatever you're doing, exactly, exactly. So uh, caused problems along the way, made mistakes (laughs) and stuff. But um, had some people basically say, you know, you're you're crazy, but there's a call to God in your life, Mm. and uh, taught me how to spend time with God, lead life group, love people. Just Mm. started living out, trying to learn how to live in community. So. 
read my Bible, listen, you know, just All that. just trying to do it. So um, I tried to drop out of school every semester after that uh, because it was like, well, let's just go to the nations, man. Like, what are we sure. doing? Why am I wasting my time? And uh, thankful for Drew Stedman, who, you know, I mean, it's Drew Stedman. I'm like, dude, I got to drop out and go to the nations. And he's the one like, well, did you pray about it? And I'm like, who cares, man? Great like, question. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, what did God say? I'm like, the Bi- we got to go. And he's mm-hmm. like, why don't you go to class and yeah. shut up? <laughs> so, so basically, like, learn how to go to class. And um, he said, you know, I remember the day. My mom remembers the day, actually, that Drew told me, how do you expect God to use you to change nations if you can't, if you can't make your bed? You know, right. stuff like that. Yes. So my mom's like, I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, so th- that was just some big stuff. So what that taught me along the way was just show up and do the thing in front of you. Yeah. And I remember a conversation I had with Carl at like 20 years old, you know, I'm coming back on fire for God. I had all the ideas for how everything was supposed to go. Right. And wanted to do all, you know, I was going to start a 24 seven prayer room in my bedroom and live in my yard was the plan. And he said, that's awesome. Uh, Why don't you start an hour prayer meeting before the college services on Wednesdays? Why don't you start there? I'm like, what? That's nothing. Yeah, whatever. But what he told me was, he said, I want to, challenge you to take your your years 18 to 30 and make them he called i think he called them yes sir years right basically don't worry about your passion gifting calling skills what you're good at like Mm. bad at all those things just find a vision to serve Mm. and trust god with the rest of your life and trust that what he's building in you is bigger than what he's doing through you Mm. and huge i was like that sounds stupid Mm. (laughs) but I buy it. <laughs> so I would say that conversation was um, as big as of any conversation I've had in my life because mm-hmm. I really did as best I could over my sure. 20s. I turned 30 last May. Um, I, I sold out for that as really as best I could. And that right. was that was probably the biggest thing for yeah. me along the way. Yeah. So, so you have this radical encounter with God, yeah. right? But it's interesting, you know, when we have these radical encounters with God, the thing I've been saying recently is it's a sign and it's a wonder, mm. you know, like God is amazing as a blowaway, but it's not always substance, right? It's not substantive. It's what we do at the encounter ultimately that creates the substance or the anchor or the foundation. Oh, and I mean, you see it all through the scriptures. Yeah. It's like people get healed and walk away. It's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, hey, I want these encounters with God. They are catalytic, but they're not ultimately the long play. Yeah. The long play is an obedient That's life. Great. And um, so for you, you know, um, uh, because you've always had a sense of I've got to be all in, mm-hmm. uh, ministry is a calling for you, and yeah. and we know that... Um, which we are so excited about is that ultimately everybody's call is to minister and be a minister, whatever their vocation is. But for you, the route was, hey, I feel called to pastor and lead communities into the glory of God, you know, for all the earth, of course, big and bold. And so you did the training school and then you found a place to serve. Tell us a little bit about the college station years. Yeah, so finish, graduate Baylor, get married, do the D school, and we actually bought a house in Waco. We thought we were going to be there for three, four years. Come, but coming to the end of our D school year, everything we were involved in was kind of wrapping up. And so we could tell time in Waco was done. So we didn't know what we wanted to do next, my wife and I, Heather. Um, and we couldn't agree on anything. So uh, we knew we loved Jesus. We knew we yeah. loved the church. And sure. we knew whatever we wanted to do with our life, we wanted to do it with Antioch people. Right. It was like, this isn't perfect, but it's family and we're yeah. in forever. Yeah. So 
I remember going back out with Carl actually basically told him, you know, you know, you know, Heather and I, you know, the movement, is there any way we can serve? And honestly, I wasn't asking to go on staff anywhere. Like I wanted to church plant, but I think that's the only words I had for like, I want to really follow Jesus because I never wanted to be a pastor. I was like, I really don't want to do that. But so I was just asking him, where is there anywhere on the earth that we can help? And long story short, he said, uh, basically, why don't you go help with what's going on in Dubai? or go down the road to College Station and help them out. Right. So Very similar places. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually we visited both places, just started praying through it, and ended up in College Station. Uh, went on staff as the associate college pastor. Um, so September 2013, and they had just hired a college pastor, and uh, he's amazing, and now he's leading Fayetteville, yeah, uh, Mitchell absolutely. Welch. So went on staff there. We moved to College Station, started there, and uh, just – but the real thing was, um, it, it, I didn't go there for the role. I, I went there and kind of took that advice of, okay, I'm going to come and serve Tyler and Ashley Hardy. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. And we knew we wouldn't be there forever, but we didn't mm-hmm. know how long. And we didn't know what the plan was past that. There mm-hmm. wasn't, we yeah, that's all we knew. Sure. So, um, yeah, so went there as the associate college pastor in September, in December, uh, Tyler asked me if I'd be the executive pastor and I mm-hmm. basically was like, you know, what does that mean? And he's like, honestly, I don't really know, <laughs> but, but I know we need to do it. So we yes. needed the, the church was growing, needed to do some organizational changes right. and adjustments and just learning as they sure. grew. And I remember, and, and this is classic Antioch slash classic Tyler Hardy. He said, let me know in the morning, Yeah, you know? Exactly. So, uh, I went 24 home. hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 24 hours max. And so I remember going home that night and talking to Heather and saying, you know, the only executive pastor I know is Jeff Abshire, and I am not like Jeff Abshire. <laughs> so it was, you know, we started to have the conversation of like, is this what we want to do? Would I be right. good at it? That kind right. of thing. And about 15, 20 minutes into the conversation, I just kind of looked and I was like, time out. Like, we came here to serve Tyler and Ashley. They're asking us to do something. So it's yeah. yes. Mm. And it was so freeing because mm. I was like, oh, I don't need to like, assess my calling in life because my role is changing mm. and I don't need to decide. And I told Tyler the next day, I sat down with him. I'm like, Hey man, I'm all in for whatever, but here's right. the deal. Like I actually might suck at this, but I'll work really hard. Right. And if I'm bad at it, it's your fault. Cause you asked me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. but like, yes. I'll, I'll give you everything I got, but I, d- I'm not convinced I'm going to be good at this because yeah. all I know is this seems administrative and I'm not that, but mm-hmm. I'll try real hard. Yeah. And he was basically like, cool, we'll take, you know, we'll, we'll run with it. Yes. And so, uh, that's w- what I think has been helpful time after time through my twenties was, my my role or or my my calling my value my identity wasn't ever attached to a role or mm, a city or huge. an environment or a task or anything like that right. it was always attached to serving a vision mm. so when i got asked to do something i didn't have to evaluate everything mm. when something changed it wasn't some existential crisis of like mm. well shoot what am i called to i thought i was right. called to be the associate college pastor and it's like i was never called to that mm. i'm called to love jesus love people i decided i was going to serve these people mm. and so whatever you ask me to do i'm going to do it mm. and so and that's what the executive pastor was i mean sure. it was like I did the budgets. Catch I ran the, I ran the right. D school. We sure. started the young adult group. I cleaned the carpets and built the sure. stage. You know, like sure. it was like whatever needed to be done, do it because you're just serving. And yeah. and I would say, you know, just 
that saved me from so much drama along the way that so many other people got derailed by. Huge. Because the job changes, and now it's like, well, God, I thought you spoke. This is the job I should sure. take. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you did, but that that's not like you. Wow. I, I, I just need to interject here a second. And um, so just to review a little bit, if you're listening to this, this is life lessons, not just kind of how do I become a church planter, lead pastor. <laughs> yeah. This is this is how do I become a godly man or woman right. in uh, the, tra- the trajectory of God. I love Carl's counsel to you yeah. as a young man. Find somebody to serve and serve them with all your heart. Because uh, I love this Proverbs uh, eighteen sixteen. It says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Mm. But the way of God is it's through servanthood, not through self-assertion. See, there's a, so there's a, there's a, there's a difference here, so right? Good. There's a way of God is he who's faithful and little is ruler over much. Jesus came to serve and not to be served. Mm. We're a part of... Uh, we have an individual calling. We're uniquely made by God, but we're a part of a community called the people of God. The people of God have an expression somewhere on the earth. For us, it's the Antioch community, but it could right. be any other godly, great community that God's called people to. And when we do that, it's like a ramp. It's like a runway. God can't not bless a man or a woman that is faithful to serve for the glory of God, whoever's before him. And I was just thinking... As an executive pastor, you would have never learned about budgets or yeah, about building yeah, projects right. or about the complexity of people's lives, right? Totally. Um, if you were just doing what you're good at, right. instead of learning to serve everyone, you couldn't be a church planter. And, totally. And you know, God's blessing Antioch, Indy, and I'm walking around and seeing this building <laughs> you're uh, facilitating and yeah. the values and the kingdom. But just think about the little things you know that you would have never known oh, if you would have been more obsessed with your call instead of God's call, you know, for people. Yeah. So so now, and now it's at the wise ripe age of thirty. The wise ripe <laughs> age of thirty. If you're t- looking back, yeah, you know, uh, give, give us a few other little takeaways, yeah, maybe to wrap up our time today. Of, okay. Hey, boy, I'm so glad that I made this choice, yeah, or these handful of choices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, along with what we've already talked about. Yeah, so I can't go on, I, I can't say everything I just said without saying that I I look back and think I did a really bad job of like a lot of this stuff, but at least sure. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like Tyler Hardy, that man is a saint from heaven for me. Like yeah. the things he put up with mm. that you said, you know, there's a blessing I didn't do self-assertion. I was plenty asserting myself <laughs> along the way, but I was a little bit more trying to just serve but I was still a pain in the butt along the way for sure. But so, you would, but I'm you'd thankful. always repent. You, you exactly. were great at repenting. Totally. There you go. Totally. Right. Totally. So um, there's there's one. To, yeah. So I, I think that um, – so I'm so glad that I took that advice at 20 and just put my head down. And right. I actually texted Carl the day of my 30th birthday. And I was mm. like, hey, man, I'm actually kind of having a freak out moment here. Like what's my next decade all about? Because mm. I actually – even coming here to church plant, like I never – this wasn't my idea. This came out of a conversation you and I had. Yeah, right. I was on staff in College mm-hmm. Station, and uh, Tyler pulled me aside a couple months after being the executive pastor. He's like, hey, man, when do you think you, you're getting out of here to do the next thing? And I'm like, dude, I can't even think about that right now. I'm trying to learn how to do the budgets, you know? And I, 
just was like, you know, when it's time for me to do my next thing, you and Jimmy are going to have to call mm-hmm. me, you know, mm-hmm. being whatever. Sure. And I, two months later, you were like, hey, would you ever go to India and start a church? And I was right. like, wow, uh, okay, let's mm-hmm. let's think about that. So mm-hmm. even how I got here, like it wasn't self, it wasn't ambition. It wasn't right. I, ideating and brainstorming. Sure. It was just trusting God that, you know, there's not, the, the one thing God can't do for me is say yes to him. Mm. That's the one thing that only I can do. And he, if he put me together and put calling on my life and destiny, gifts, passions, all these sorts of things, like I should be able to trust him with mm. those things that he's not going to forget them if he put them there. Right. But I'm, I'm the only one who can learn to say yes to him mm. and learn character and all those sort of things. So that would, those, I mean, that's a broad category. So yeah. there's lots of specific things in there, but I'd say over, t- over the course of my twenties, that's what, that's what I had space to do because I wasn't worried about my gifts and calling. Mm. I had space to focus on character mm. and realize, okay, how do I, how do I try to be faithful with the finances that I have? Mm. How do I try to invest in the people around me? How do right. I try to serve and how do I learn? How do I try things I don't think I'm going to like mm-hmm. and, and then realize, oh, I actually kind of do like this and that's okay. Sure. How do I learn how to work hard on stuff I really don't want to do? Right. How do I, whatever, you know, it's like, the latest nights I ever had in college station were the things that I had to put in eight times more work because right. I was bad at it. Right. But the board meeting was coming and they needed reports and sure. I had to learn how to do Excel, mm. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yes. then they look at it for three minutes, but yeah. you know, and say, right. cool, looks good. And I'm like, great. You know, so it's just like, great. Learn how to learn how to do those faithful. Yeah. Just learn how to be faithful and trust God with you. Yes. But you learn how to follow God. Yeah, you know, and maybe this way to wrap up for today is that God's plans are good and not evil yeah. for every one of his children. Right. But you're going to have to get to a place where you trust God mm. with that part of it yeah. and do what you are, what you can do to create, create the right environment for God to move. Totally. And that's what I'm so grateful. You created a great environment yeah. for God to <laughs> tee you up for what you're doing today, which is impacting people's lives mm. powerfully. Everybody I've been with so far <laughs> here at Antioch, you just see the life of Jesus, mm. the values, all the stuff that God did in you. Yeah. And I always think it's interesting because every once in a while it happens, and it's happening with you, is that you leave home one way, and when God changes you, you then he brings you back home. Yeah. So you would have never landed back here no. if you wouldn't have had that journey of serving another house, if yeah, you will, absolutely. you wouldn't have come back home to lead this house. Absolutely. And um, I'm so, so proud of you. Thank so you. encouraged about what God's doing and so grateful uh, that you've forged away for other people in their 20s. So I just want to shout out to everybody in their 20s. And even if you're 40 and you miss these issues in your <laughs> 20s, you can go back That's right. and lay a groundwork because God's plans are good and not evil to give mm-hmm. you a future and a hope. Nice. It's just what he has for you as we create those right environments. Amen. All right, so we're wrapping up Passion and Purpose for today. Yes, thanks, we'll man. see you guys again next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.